It's a really tricky condition because the symptoms vary um, and the pain management tools can vary as well in like what works for some people doesn't work for others. So, for example, I read that endo is as common as asthma. Asthma people get a puffer to help, you know, like you know what's going to help you with asthma. Of course it's scary and dangerous and, you know, but we just don't know what's going to help. And it's incredibly frustrating because all you want to do is get better and improve your lifestyle, but you can't. Like what else do you do? The the best option for endo is excision surgery, which I just had, but that's not guaranteed either. Like you just never know what's going to help. So you're just constantly spending money, wasting time and resources, trying all these different things for no guarantees. You're listening to Christy Unedited, the podcast, and I'm your host, Christy Gray. Christy Unedited started as a raw and relatable conversation, and it always will be, but it's become so much more than that. Each week, a few special souls dish out some authentic truths as we navigate together the exploration of self. Thanks so much for listening. Let the magic begin. Hello, gorgeous, and welcome to this week's episode, which is an incredibly candid conversation, but also incredibly educational with the amazing Leanne Weber. And Leanne is the founder and CEO of the Founders Team. So you might be thinking that we're having a business conversation this week, but that is the furthest from the truth. We dived into Leanne owning and running a business with a chronic illness, which is endometriosis and also Endo's evil sister. But I'm going to allow her to dive into exactly what that is and what that means. Um, What I love so much about Leanne is she's so open and honest throughout this conversation. And she has this like fun, playfulness energy, which I really enjoyed. I haven't actually met Leanne in person yet, but we're always chatting in the DMs. And as soon as she started sharing online her journey with endometriosis, I knew that that was a conversation we needed to have on Christy Unedited. And straight away, I was like sliding up in her DMs and asking her to come on and share with us all like what her journey has been like with that. And um, you'll hear me say a lot throughout this conversation. I can't imagine that. I probably said that way too many times, but I really struggled to wrap my head around Leanne's experience because from um, my perspective, it sounds incredibly debilitating really being um, absent from your business or even the day-to-day workings of your life for seven to 10 days a month, which is insane. So I wanted to thank Leanne so very much for jumping on the mic with me. And if you are loving this conversation with her and you want to learn more about the Founders Team, you can find everything about the Founders Team in the show notes below. And please like connect with Leanne online as I'm 100% certain she would absolutely love to hear from you, whether it's based on your own experience with endometriosis or you might even be inquisitive about the founders team. So thank you so much, Leanne. And without further ado, I will dive straight into this conversation with her today. 
Um, so Leanne, I want to kick this conversation off today with a question. And the question for you is like, what's something you've learned lately? It can be absolutely anything. I'd just love to know. Oh, that's a great question. I've learned, I feel like I keep relearning this. It keeps coming up for me. Um, but space and rest is like the number one most important thing that you can do. Um not just for your body, but for your mind and even clarity and business ideas, they all come from a place of rest rather than, you know, if you're hustling all the time, you don't have time to think. Yeah, rest is really important. I would imagine too, like based on your journey, your health journey specifically, which is what we're going to be chatting about today, it would be like, as you said, it's kind of like a constant reminder of how important rest is. And it's like, you probably feel like at times you've mastered it. And then it's like the universe hits you with, no, no, you're here to keep learning this lesson. (laughs) To be honest, (laughs) I would not rest if I didn't have to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But my body forces me. So yeah, it's good. It's kind of a good thing that it forces me. <laughs> yeah, that's it's so interesting because I feel the same way. Like sleep, something that I like super cherish. So like sleep is like I have to get my eight hours of sleep every night. But like there's some times where I'm in sprint mode and it's so easy for me to work until midnight or later. And then I actually have to force myself to stop because I know that that will be excuse me, a ripple effect into my week. But if I had the opportunity, I would be like from like morning till night, hustle. Yes, me too. I love working. Yeah, me too. My God. <laughs> That's I've how we know we're of, doing the right thing, hey? Yeah. And I've had to really reframe it because, you know, people ask this question all the time. Like I find it's like, oh, how are you? And I'm like always like good, right? It's like that um, typical response. And they're like, oh, what have you been up to lately? And I'm always just like, I feel so, I suppose, unexciting because I'm like working because <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but I know that's I'm, not healthy. Like either, yeah. like it's like, but it's so easy because that's always the first thing I think of because I like love what I do and I live and breathe it every day. And so if I'm not online talking about something like astrology or whatever, I'm like doing it in my business. And so it's like, it's kind of just a part of who I am. <laughs> Me too. We actually bought a boat the other weekend because uh, <laughs> we, my husband and I, we really, he's a business owner as well. We really struggle to find things that we enjoy as much as work. So that's just what we default to on the weekends, unless we have like a social engagement or whatever. But if we don't have anything planned, we just work because that's what we like doing. And we like being organized and preparing for the week ahead when everyone's offline. So we literally had to buy a boat to overcome that. But I kind of, I like the fact that you've got almost like an anchor point for it. It's like, okay, we talk about work all the time. And so now it's like, okay, how can we bring more play and joy into our day? So I like that. And that's something I need to find. I haven't found that yet. That's like a 2021 goal. It's like, what's going to be my thing away from work? Because I feel like 2020 forced us, because we were at home so much, like forced us to just go, okay, head down for the hustlers, right? Head down, I'm going to like (laughs) give it all. And it's almost like relearning. Oh no, hang on. Like 
there is society outside of your four walls. You have to integrate with them too. (laughs) Yeah, I've really struggled to find my other thing as well. Like, you know, people always give me suggestions and I'm just like, eh, um, eh, not really into into it. But boating, boating's good. And it also then plays into the taking time to rest and giving uh, giving yourself time to think as well. Yeah, which is, I think, so important because if I think of like creativity, that always comes when you create space and clarity in your life. And it's so easy to get kind of caught on that trap of being in the hamster wheel. But then it's like your greatest ideas normally come when you create space. And so I would imagine like even being on the water would be amazing. Like just being able to just sit down and detach and just go, okay, I'm taking a breath. So talking about rest... So you've gone through so much from a health perspective and I even just made it, I was deliberate when we first jumped on today because I was like, I wanted to ask you all these questions. I was like, no, I'm going to wait until we actually like are hitting record because I find it so interesting. I suppose from a perspective of I've never had anything like um, the extreme of endometriosis and I think that the, uh, this conversation needs to be had because it is so debilitating. And when you have a chronic illness, it's like, I think a lot of people, I think it's maybe in 2021, it's becoming more accepted. But I know probably back in the day, it would have been like, dude, you get your period, whatever. But it's not like that at all. Like it's actually, like I was chatting to mum about it because I said I was going to have this pop, um this conversation with you and she because she worked in pharmacy for such a long time and she was like it is so debilitating for the person and it's like it can literally affect all aspects of their life. There's a lot of misconception around it and you know a chronic illness means it's consistently happening and so I always get comments from people like oh again and it's like yeah this happens every fucking month baffles me that people even say again because it's like it's consistent like it's a part of you and obviously your journey in this lifetime and so it's not like you're going to snap your fingers and it like magically goes away oh wouldn't that be amazing (laughs) oh my god I wish like I haven't had anything to the extreme of you, but I've spoken about it so much on the pod. Like I had adrenal fatigue and it kicked my ass and that took me years to recover. And I think like the flow on effect with that was my iron was really low. And then last year I had to get an iron infusion because my iron was like, I think it was like seven. And I think it's meant to be something ridiculous, like 250. And I, oh my God, it was wild. And um I just, I was like, I couldn't believe that I was like getting up every day and hustling with actually no fuel in the tank. And that felt the same when I had the adrenal fatigue. And so I can't even imagine what it's like for you. Yeah. And interestingly enough, I haven't really shared this, but I had glandular fever as well from the age of 20 to 25. So I've spent a lot of my life in bed and it sucks. Um, Yeah, the glandular fever, I didn't realize I had it throughout the year that I was studying makeup, which was in 2009. And I was just constantly sick and constantly exhausted. Um, And then I, you know, I was getting warnings about needing to show up and I didn't know what was wrong. Uh, And then I found out in 2010 that I had glandular fever. 
and I would get really sick for like two to three weeks every three months. Um, so yeah, I had about a two year break from that. I finally overcame it. It actually was when I went vegan that I stopped getting the effects from that. Um, and then in 2017, I'll just dive into my endo story. In 2017, I was at my corporate job in Melbourne and I went to the bathroom. I'm going to be really honest here, so apologies if it's too much information. But I was trying to do a number two while I had my period and I was in excruciating pain, like bent over, sitting on the toilet, crying. And so then I Googled when I got back to my desk, why does it hurt to poo when I've got my period? And that's when I learned about endometriosis. Um, so that was back in 2017. But there's so there's not enough awareness around it, and there's just so much misconception and you know um, gaslighting and all of that kind of stuff about oh it's just your period. I didn't go to the doctor until January 2019 to ask about it because I was too nervous about actually. Firstly, someone telling me that there's nothing wrong with me. And secondly, then also on the other side of that, finding out that it is endo. Uh, and then I didn't go to the specialist for another nine months or something to get it sorted as well because I was too nervous about it. And then I had a bad experience. <laughs> so I got surgery in, um, I think it was August 2019, and it was from a gynecologist who is a specialist in uh, delivering babies, not endometriosis. And he was so smooth and so, I can never think of the word to describe him. I always forget the word that really describes him well, but he was just like so easygoing and it's like, yep, we'll just, you know, take a look and if everything's good, then we'll just close you back up. You'll be right in two days and just kind of like, glazed over it um, and everything wasn't all good. He didn't remove any endometriosis because he wasn't skilled enough to do so. And then he said at my post-op appointment, oh, yeah, it was pretty bad. I'm quite surprised you actually have endo. Anyway, since you want to have babies, which I never said to him I wanted to do, uh, you should probably go and get another surgery straight away. It's like I just had a fucking surgery, mate. Uh, also it took um it didn't take two days to recover from that it took nine days and uh yeah it took me another what are we now April so like another year and a half to book the actual the next surgery because I was too nervous about it as well I don't blame you like that's yeah. a horrible experience yeah Oh, I just want to warn everyone about that doctor. I just want to, like, I every time someone DMs me and says, I think I've got endo, I say go straight to a specialist in endometriosis. Do not go to a general gynecologist because they do not have the knowledge, they do not have the skills, they do not have the experience to actually help you. Mm. What a waste of time, money, time off work. It makes me so cranky, that guy. Mm. I'm sure he's great at delivering babies, but... Not endo. Yeah. 
it's so important to have a surgeon that you trust. <clears throat> and I think especially when you're going under anesthetic as well, like it's a really big deal. I had, um, for my 30th birthday, I actually purchased and brought myself a breast reduction. I needed a lift as well because I had like growing up, um, uh, my boobs were probably like an F cup. Um, and then when I went on my big health journey, I lost some weight and I'd always been, had a really big bust. And I was like, I can't even remember what they call it now, but it was like a stage two. Like I had like boobs, like an 80 year old woman in the sense of where my nipples were sitting. Cause I just, they were just so heavy. And so, yeah, when was that? Well, I'm 38 this year. So that was like almost eight years ago. And so I um, had a breast lift, a reduction, and then I had implants put in at the same time. And like all my friends were like, you know, um, at the time and that, that gym world were like just going to Thailand and getting a boob job and all this. And I was like, no, I actually need a specialist because a lot of them can't perform all three procedures in one. It cost me an absolute bomb, but it was the best decision I ever made because I hunted the specialist out. He was on the board of plastic surgeons for Australia. It cost me like double the amount of what it would do, but I knew that I would get the result that I wanted. And I'm so grateful that I did that because my experience was really positive and it was like one of the most life-changing moments of my life. But that anesthetic, that knocked me around for six months. I remember having a panic attack at work because I went back to work too early and I think people don't even understand the repercussions of that. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of the medical professionals don't really dive into that side of things much. And, you know, they say, oh, yeah, it, you, your recovery will be about two weeks or, yeah, it'll be about two days. Holy shit, it was not two days. I definitely couldn't have gone back to work. Um, yeah, this this surgery that I've just recovered from, that was five weeks ago. I just had my um, excision surgery for endo. I was so out of it for like five days post-op from the anesthetic and the, um, you know, the heavy drugs that I was on as well. Can't go oh. back to work. No way. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. God. Imagine the emails I would have sent. <laughs> <laughs> if you, especially if you've got some, like, good endone or something, like some yeah. good coding. It's like I remember taking that and I was like a space cadet, so I would have definitely <laughs> can only Same. imagine. I had so when I very first went to the GP to start to you know um, start these discussions, um, I got an ultrasound, which just for spreading awareness, endometriosis can't be picked up by an ultrasound. Occasionally it is, but generally speaking, it can't be. But they found a cyst, and I remember going back to him for my results, and he was like, "Yeah, you've got a seven centimeter cyst. What do you want to do about it?" I was like, I don't fucking know. What do you think I should do about it? And I just found out from this latest surgeon, the one that's amazing, it's wrapped around my fallopian tube so it cannot be removed. Like it, it's so much more in-depth and that's, yeah, why it's so important to have someone that's so knowledgeable. Yeah. It's like your body. Like people are coming into your body and fucking with your organs, you want somebody <laughs> that knows what they're doing. Yeah. Oh, yep. It's been a it's been a journey, that's for sure. Wow. So 
Okay, because I am completely unschooled in this and Mm -hmm. I was like watching your stories and like I was like so intrigued by the pictures that you put up. Like it was wild. Like endometriosis is no joke. And like I suppose to give everyone some insight if somebody's listening and they're like, I don't even know what that is or I've heard people talk about it online but I don't really understand it because you don't just have endometriosis, you have endometriosis's evil sister and I don't even know how to pronounce that. <laughs> yes, adenomyosis. Um, and it's just as common as endo but it has no awareness about it. And it's even harder to treat. Um, so what is it? Like what, what's, the, like what's the difference? So endo is, um, you know what, I'm going to open the actual definitions because people get it wrong all the time. Okay, so endometriosis is where tissue which is similar but not the same to the tissue that lines your uterus, the endometrium, grows outside your uterus. So mine was attached to like my bladder. There was some in my rectum. Um, It was like all around the pelvic wall in the pouch of Douglas, which is like this pouch in between the vagina and the rectum kind of. Um, Some people get it attached to their ovaries and tubes. Luckily mine wasn't. Um, And then adenomyosis um, is a condition where the actual lining of the uterus breaks through into the muscles of the uterus and causes like mini bleeds inside your uterus muscles. And so endometriosis has no cure and no known cause. Adenomyosis, they don't know the cause for that either, but the cure is a hysterectomy. But I'm 30 and I still don't really know if I want kids or not, so that's not an option right now. Um, and they say the best, uh, way to manage both conditions is a multidisciplinary team, which basically means it's expensive as fuck. Like you should have a physio, a psychologist, a acupuncturist. You should be taking medical cannabis. Like there's so many things that can help it and you should be doing multitudes of those, but man, it's fucking expensive. Expensive and so much. Like I just think of like the bandwidth of self-care in itself, right? (laughs) Like people are telling you to meditate and journal and you've got to exercise and then you go to the sauna and, you know, there's so many layers to self-care. And then when you have a chronic illness on top of that, there's all these other things. And I would only imagine like that's a lot of bandwidth for your subconscious mind. (laughs) Yeah, and you feel like you're constantly failing if you don't keep up with it. So um, I was thinking about it the other day, what I've tried, and I've been to a naturopath, I've been um, to a nutritionist, I've taken herbs, um, I've done acupuncture, and I just ended up in bed even more. Like I was in bed for nine days after my first acupuncture session, which I know means that it's probably doing what it's meant to do, but I can't afford to spend more time in bed. So I stopped doing acupuncture. Um, Saunas occasionally help my fatigue. Um, I've just started seeing the physio to, like, make sure I'm uh, getting back into exercise safely after the surgery. Um, But it can also help the symptoms of adenomyosis. So, yeah, there's just so much that you can try. 
um, but it's not guaranteed to work either. So I got sent a um, TENS machine the other day, which is very lovely of the company to send me one to try, but doesn't work for me. It's like amazing, drug-free, pain relief, endo. And I'm like, this does not work. (laughs) It does for some people. Like I have heard directly from some people that works for them, but it didn't work for me, unfortunately. It's so hard because you almost need to find that thing that works for you, but because human beings are just so complex, like every single person is so different. It's like just because something did work for somebody else doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for you. And it's like, it's like you have to keep following the breadcrumbs of like, and it's like, I would imagine that's just constant, especially if it's that time of the month as well, where you've got added pain. I was thinking about that before when you were explaining the differences between the two. And if you've got tissue, well, tissue is highly sensitive. So that would make sense as to why where all that pain's coming from. And then if you're mm-hmm. bleeding outside of your uterus, it, it's hard enough having your period once a month, let alone like even more of that. Yeah, yeah. And the symptoms, it's just... It's a really tricky condition because the symptoms vary um, and the pain management tools can vary as well in like what works for some people doesn't work for others. So, for example, I read that endo is as common as asthma. Asthma people get a puffer to help, you know, like you know what's going to help you with asthma. Of course it's scary and dangerous and, you know, but we just don't know what's going to help. And it's incredibly frustrating because all you want to do is get better and improve your lifestyle, but you can't. Like, what else do you do? The The best option for endo is excision surgery, which I just had, but that's not guaranteed either. Like, you just never know what's going to help. So you're just constantly spending money, wasting time and resources, trying all these different things for no guarantees. Mm. Since you've had the surgery, have you noticed a difference? Like they've obviously removed quite a lot of endo from you. And so what's that like? So um, I got my period two days after surgery. So endo basically, it hurts because it's inflammation. So like all of those tissue, that, that tissue that's attached to your other organs gets inflamed but I was already so inflamed from the surgery and getting everything cut out. Holy shit. (laughs) It was so intense. Oh my goodness. Uh, Yeah. So my husband had to go around and close all of our doors because he thought our neighbors would call the police because I was screaming so loudly. (laughs) Um, But then last week was my first like proper period I call it endo week because it's like a week of fatigue and pain and whatever related to my period um yeah so last week was my first endo week since surgery proper one and my fatigue was just as bad as ever the pain was awful um and basically I don't I don't want to go into too much detail because it is actually gross like I myself gagged (laughs) at the, what was happening down there. I won't go into that, but let's just say it was abnormal. It was heavier than, than ever. Um, I went through like six overnight extra long pads in 12 hours. Um, yeah, it was, and I was, I got really worried. Um, 
So we did some research and apparently it takes at least on average three cycles, three full cycles after surgery to kind of find if you've actually had relief or not. Can, can take longer, can take less, but yeah, so I'm not really sure yet. We'll have to wait and see. If there's one staple I always have in my kitchen, it's hemp hearts. I've been using hemp hearts, also known as hemp seeds, for years. You can use them in so many different ways, sprinkled on your breakfast, add them to a smoothie, or my favorite way to use them is to create hemp seed milk. It is legit a game changer. Hemp seeds are non-psychoactive, they're loaded with healthy omega-3s, plus they're a great source of magnesium, zinc, and iron. I've been using 13 Seeds, which is a family-owned hemp farm in Tasmania. And what I've loved so much about their products, because I'm also using their hemp seed oil and protein powder, is the quality of the product. Because as you know, I am big on what I put in my body due to my background in health and fitness. And 13 Seeds ticks all my wellness boxes. If you'd love to try 13 Seed products for yourself, then you'll find their link in the show notes below. And when you use the code christyg 20 which is K-R-I-S-T-Y-G-20, all one word and uppercase, you'll score yourself 20% off your order. I cannot recommend their products enough. And if you want my hemp milk recipe, then send me a message. It's hard enough as it is dealing with periods out of the norm. And then with the added complexities of like going through that pain and being in a debilitated state, like it's almost like the world has to stop. Like you have to stop everything because you're just dealing with this pain. Yeah, everything has to stop. Um, You know, at the beginning of my business, I was reflecting on this the other day when it was just me and I didn't really know that much about endo. I've learned so much about it in the last couple of years. Um, I used to push through. Now I'm like, how did I do that? I was, you know, up to my eyeballs on painkillers trying to facilitate these masterminds. And I mean, there's pros and cons to my business. Pros is, um, you know, my customer facing stuff is just two hours. So I just have to get through two hours and then I can go back to bed. But then the other side of it is it is customer facing and I do really want to show up and be my best self and provide the best service to my members. So, yeah, I don't know how I did it back then. Now I try my hardest to plan everything around my cycle, but we've got a bloody massive event happening in four weeks when I'm due for my period. (laughs) I don't know what I... (laughs) I know, I don't know. Why? How did that happen? (laughs) (laughs) Oh. I don't know. I think it was because I had locked in the date a few months ago and then my period was five days late one one month and it's just messed up all of my plans. So we'll just have to push through it. But, yeah, it's it's pretty intense. And I think, you know, I do try and share a lot about it on social media. But unless you're with me and seeing what's actually happening, I don't think that you can truly understand how bad it is I mean even my husband he sees it all happening 
but he still doesn't quite get it because he doesn't go through it himself. Like as a hustle, hustler style business owner, you know, people that love to work, if he had to take, you know, seven to 10 days off every month, he would not cope. Um, and it's taken me this long. Like I've only just got in, got into, you know, a rhythm of accepting it and accepting that I need to take time off. Yeah, it's tough. So do you just make sure that you're tracking everything on a monthly basis so that like how do you cycle sync so that you can make sure that you're working with your energy while also running a business? So I started originally maybe two years ago using an app to track all of my symptoms and everything, but now I know it like the back of my hand. Day four and five, I'm on day five today of my cycle are my favorite days because I've just spent generally about a week to 10 days in bed and my energy comes back and I literally like smash through my to-do list. I clean the house generally. Like my husband is amazing. He's he's so good and he's so supportive. He cooks me dinner. He looks after me, but he sucks at cleaning the house. We did have this discussion the other week and I am a little bit of a perfectionist when it comes to how clean the house is. So yeah, on day four, I'm like, yes, let's clean the house and get into work. So I normally wake up at like 4.30 on day four, smash out the house clean and just like, I just get so much done, which is what helps me get through the fatigue days. Because I know that I've just got two more days. I've just got two more days. I just need to rest for two more days. I can get through this. And that's what helps me. When my period is late, like that, the other, when I mentioned before the other month, it was five days late. I really struggled mentally because I was like, when is my relief coming? I need day four. (laughs) But yeah, I also, um, in terms of managing it with the business, I put it in my calendar, Leanne's endo week. Um, and try not to schedule anything in there. Um, and this is another reason that I'm so open about it as well is because I kind of want my members to know that that's what I'm going through and that's why I'm not available during that week. Um, any other time I'm there for you. I am like super responsive. We'll get back to you immediately. But during that week, I'm just like down and out. And I, the reason for that as well is not just for me, but also because like I get from day about day 24 to day three of my cycle, I get really anxious. I make poor decisions. I make decisions from like a fear state and like a a mindset of lack rather than abundance. Um, my, My own mastermind team, they know if I am like freaking out about something or send them a massive message venting about something, their first question is, is it endo week, Leanne? If it is, they're like, just come back. Let's discuss this next week. (laughs) If it's not, they're like, okay, this is something we need to, you know, talk about. And then generally if it is end of week and we discuss it the week after, I'm like, yeah, I was overthinking it. (laughs) I'm sweet. It's crazy how much our hormones affect our mindset. Oh, 100%. I love, like, first up, I've got two points to this. First of all, mm-hmm. I love the fact that the people around you understand you so well that they have this incredible ability to push back and like ask you the question of, is this endo week? Like 
that's amazing. That's like a girl gang that everybody yeah. needs, no matter what they're going through, which I just think is incredible. And then the second part to that is, is like, you must be so in tune with your mind-body connection. Like, that's wild, knowing exactly like where you're at in your cycle. Like, imagine if so ma- so many more people had that level of consciousness. Like, that's amazing. Yeah, it's it's something that it took me a while to realize, but there's just these certain things that have happened in the business that I got really upset about or like I was so anxious about, you know, I just remember it was quite a while ago actually, so it really made it click and I've been kind of leaning into it since then. Um, like I had two pieces of feedback from two different clients in one day was not bad feedback it wasn't amazing feedback it was just like hey I'm not really happy with that do you think this is something we could chat about like literally that was it and I cried my eyes out I talked to my husband he's like deal with it next week and on the like that was a Friday night that which was day one on the Monday I was like why the fuck was I so upset about this oh my god it's not even a big deal chill out Leanne it's so funny though, like, um, who was I talking to? I think I was talking to my mum this week about it because she works in retail and um, she they, they have, like, customer feedback in store and it's, like, she has had the most 10 out of 10s out of anyone I know. She's, like, fully, like, loves, like, external validation. <laughs> and, like, she's been focusing on this one Thing that is like mediocre it's not even that bad but she's been talking about it now for like five weeks my mum is like for anybody everyone listening knows that my mum is a Scorpio and she holds on to everything and I'm just like dude like think of all the amazing feedback that you get but I think that you're right like for one it's so easy to focus on the negative out of the hundreds of positive things but especially if it catches you at the wrong time whether it's in your yeah. cycle or like who knows what's been happening that day maybe like a client didn't show up or whatever right you didn't hit a a target or a goal and it can just be this like domino effect in your life yeah for sure every time I send out surveys I we did them I think two months ago now I said to Emily who's on my team I said okay now we're not going to read these until I'm in the, (laughs) the good part of my cycle I didn't stick to it though. I read it when I was in a bad frame of mind and I cried. (laughs) Anyway, yes, it's really, yeah, it's crazy how how much our hormones affect our mindset. I just, it still, even to this day, it blows me away. Yeah, it is. It's definitely, um, I've probably noticed it more since having a business because I think because I'm at home all the time and I spend so much time on my own, I'm Mm. probably more aware of it. Whereas like, it's so easy, like when you work in corporate or a a traditional nine to five, you're just so distracted because you've got constant things happening. But like when you do have more space and freedom in your day to day, you're like, oh yeah. I recognize like this is a shit day or I'm not feeling it or I'm not showing up as my best self and you have to, and you're really the only one that can flip that script as well or take a breath and pause. Yes. Yes. I actually have learned as well and I'm trying to impart it onto my husband. Um, you know, that sometimes if you're just feeling tired, it's better to just have like an hour nap 
because you're going to feel better after that than to try and force it. Um, so while endo and adeno now is really shit, it's taught me some really good lessons. And like, um, you know, when I was first diagnosed with it, I used to get so guilty taking time off, even when I was working in corporate. I absolutely hated calling in sick. It made me so anxious. It made me more sick (laughs) calling in sick because I'd get so anxious about it um, and feel so guilty. But now I'm like, the world still turns, you know. We're not brain surgeons. No one's going to die if we don't reply to their email within two hours, which is what I used to force myself to do. Um, so yeah, it's taught me a lot of lessons about resting and feeling guilty and prioritizing yourself so that you can show up as your best self for your customers. Because when I was trying to force myself through it and showing up in pain and, you know, like sneakily popping painkillers while everyone else was talking in their sessions, that's not, that's not the best service that I can provide to my members. So it, it's best for me and them if I try and schedule it in around my cycle as well. Mm. Do you think now that you're more in tune and you've been really leaning into these lessons from um, your illness, that that's also then contributed to the success of your business because you're showing up differently because you're managing your time differently? Interesting. I don't know. I'm in a really, I'm the last probably three months, um, to be completely honest, I've really struggled mentally because I'm just over it basically. Um, but I feel like it's probably because I had the surgery and I've had even more time off. Um, I feel like I'm falling behind. Like there's so many things I want to do in the business I want to be able to provide even more to our members and show up for them even more and I just can't, you know, like I have this idea that I want to do Friday wind downs where we all kind of jump on a Zoom or whatever and just like reflect on the week and celebrate any wins, chat out any issues, but I can't commit to weekly things because probably one or two Fridays every single month I'm not going to be able to be there. (laughs) So, yes. I think it has impacted the growth of the business because I'm also teaching people um, and showing them that it's possible to achieve success while also taking breaks. But then, and this might just be my high expectations of myself, I feel like I'm not providing the level of service I want to provide and I'm not growing as quickly as I want to because I have to take so much time off. Mm. Oh, that is like high achiever shit right there. And I'm (laughs) saying that because I feel you like on so many levels. And it's like when you are ambitious and I always say it's when you're a powerful fucking woman and you are Mm -hmm. like here to make your mark on the world. You want to impact change. And like, it just gives me goosebumps saying all of this out loud. It's like, I've really been sitting in the last month with what is enoughness? Like, how, how can I feel enough in the moment? How can I feel of what I do with in my business? Is it ever going to be enough? And I think that there's this real dance sometimes with ourselves because we, when you're ambitious and you're a high achiever, you put such high expectations on yourself. And I've, like, been asked this question a lot is, like, around... Um, 
my perfectionism and how debilitating it can be. And I've never seen myself in competition with anyone else because the competition I have with myself is so high that I don't need to be worrying about everybody else because I'm already the one that's like literally questioning me. And it's just such an interesting concept. And like, I know we spoke a little bit in the beginning about this like hustle mentality and it's not even about like, I don't, I don't think, like, I say that, sure, like, I hustle, but I'm not about hustle culture. Like, I don't think that you have to go pedal to the middle all the time. Like, I still meditate my ass off in the morning. I journal. I have a sauna downstairs. Like, I have a reformer. Like, I'm the queen of self-care. I have to make time for all of it. But I think there's also something to be said for actually, like, wanting to make a difference in the world and, like, being also okay with the difference that you can make today. (laughs) Yes, It's so tough and I really struggled in the beginning with it as well, Um, you know, having to take time off. But, yeah, that's that's always been my goal is to make a difference and, yeah, I feel like my illness is holding me back from doing that because I feel like I'm just doing the bare minimum most of the time, you know, like I get on a roll and I start to gain momentum and then it's time to have a, a week off again. And I just feel like it's one step forward, two steps back constantly. Um, so, yeah, I've actually booked to see a psychologist now. Like I went on Monday to get a mental health plan and talk about this because I, I am really struggling with that pull of wanting to make a difference and wanting to do more and wanting to achieve so much. And this is like holding me back. Mm. It's and. Anybody listening as well, like I think that mental health is another key piece that I think that we need to have more conversations about. This year's been really challenging. I have had a conversation with a couple of friends now, um, you know, whether we use astrology or whatever, right? But like 2020, I think like we walked into 2021 thinking that it was going to be easy and um, it actually hasn't been. But I think everyone's so afraid to talk about it because, um, and I know I've even had my own challenges. Like I had a couple of really successful months in my business and then things just dropped off. And I was like, holy shit, right? Like people are obviously feeling it because I'm feeling it too. And it's like, I still have to make sure that I'm keeping my head above water and I don't feel like I'm treading water. But like the there's like two kind of frames of mind I'm seeing. It's like either toxic positivity and it's like, no, everything's great. But we really went through something together collectively last year. Like we had so much internal growth and whether you are avoiding feeling that or you don't think that it impacts you, we've that, that energy we've brought into this year. And I think it's like the biggest tip I can share with anybody listening from an astrological perspective is if you can focus on how you lead yourself like what what growth are you going to do for you that is going to be more impactful especially if you do want to change the world right like we've been talking about because how you grow and develop yourself and how you expand your perspective and how you choose to focus on your mindset, whether it is going and working um, on a mental health care plan or working with a psychologist, that's going to create impact. But sometimes we can't see that either. But that's really the theme of this year. It's not just relationships and astrology. It's really like, no, no, who's here to actually make their mark on the world? But they do that with starting with themselves. 
Okay, so I'm on the right track. <laughs> yeah, babe. Yeah. I just like got on my mic then. I was like, right. I'm like, any any opportunity I get to talk about astrology, but also like how it relates to today, I think. Like that's a big part like that I love talking about. It's like, okay, well, how does this impact me? Because it's so um, glamorous to like go and like look at your star sign or like, you know, look at like, oh my God, that's so me. Like when you're like looking at an astrology page or whatever, right? We seek validation, but it's like, no, no, how do we actually use this to our advantage? And especially with the energy this year, because it is, it's pretty wild. And I think it's about to get even more wild. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, I was talking with Emily, who's our community champion at the Founders Team. Um, That's also been a game changer for Endo is hiring someone. Oh, my gosh. Um, But anyway, we were talking the other day and she said, I think there's been more masterminds with tears than without this year. Like there's, it's, I don't know, it just feels heavy. Like everyone is just like trudging through, trying to just like do their best while the, I don't know, it makes me think of that meme where that person's like walking out of the house burning around them. I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, yeah, it is. It's it's sticky. It's um, and I think that there was so much talk on mindset and the subconscious mind last year that it's almost like I found with some people they're so afraid to acknowledge like that it can feel shit, but you can also want more as well. Like, and it's almost like we have to be more comfortable with acknowledging how we feel and calling it out. Like I always say, it's shit, but it doesn't mean that I'm not grateful. Like I'm grateful and I'm thankful and I'm like still excited about the future, but I'm also not going to discount that this has just been shit or this happened and it's shit. And it's just by acknowledging it, I think it's like it allows you to like move through that emotion. A hundred percent. That's what helps me with endo week as well. You know, like, yes, I don't have it as bad as other people. Um, You know, other people are in pain every day from it. Mine is only seven to 10 days a month, but it's still seven to 10 days every month. Like it's still shit. (laughs) It's shit. It's seven to 10 days. Like that's uh, that's like over a week, right? That's a week out of your month. And there's only like 30 days in a month. So it's like, especially when you run a business, I think that's the other piece to this, right? It's not like you are in a corporate job and you're working towards somebody else's goals. You're essentially working towards your own. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, there's positives and negatives for everything, right? So I don't think I could actually hold time hold down a full-time job and a lot of people that that suffer from endo can't and you know that makes it even harder to afford the multidisciplinary team when you can barely afford to or barely show up to your job um so yeah it's amazing from some perspectives like I've kind of taken a step back from all of the client facing busy work this year so that I can rest without feeling bad um I do have the freedom and flexibility to take a week off. Uh, But, yeah, I have big goals that I want to hit. I'm super ambitious and driven. So I think... I think, you know, why can't it, why can't someone that doesn't have any goals and would love to spend their time in bed have endo rather than me? 
Yeah, my goodness. Well, you've got, you've created such a beautiful business. Like I know so many of the babes and the founders team and they're just all so, well, the ones that I've connected with, but they're such beautiful souls. And so like, you're doing something right, babes. Like I think by even (laughs) having this conversation, right? Like not that you need me to tell you that, but even just having this conversation and educating your members on the fact that, you know, giving them permission too, that when things do happen in their life, you know, it doesn't have to be endometriosis. It could be when they have somebody that might be a, a, a parent that's sick or something, somebody like somebody dies within their family or, you know, whatever challenge that they're faced with, it could be a shitty client that you're essentially by you leading yourself and going, I'm giving myself permission to rest out of these seven to day, 10 days a month. You're also giving them permission too, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. I hope that that's coming across because that is part of the reason that I share about it on um, social media because, yeah, I wish that I had someone that was showing me the way of how to do that in the beginning when I was first diagnosed with endo. I didn't really know that many people with endo but also running a business as well and I think it's um I think by showing this side as well I hope that I'm also helping those with kids because it's the same like you're constantly at the mercy of your children but you can that's not an excuse not to achieve big things in your business you know you just have to be really and this is what I try and do when I'm feeling good is be really intentional with my time and make sure that I'm moving the needle and doing things that are going to make a difference and not just doing the shitty busy work. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. It's like there's something to the power of intention, that's for sure. So for anybody listening and they may have been diagnosed with endometriosis or maybe they have a feeling or an inkling that um, that might be something that they have, um, where's the best place that they can start? Like if you've got one tip to share, what would that be? Go to Quendo. So that's Q-E-N-D-O. Um, I have volunteered with them, but I couldn't commit because <laughs> of endo. Also, last year was super busy with the business. Um, but, yeah, so I connected with them. I learned so much from them. Uh, they're a charity for and for people with endo, adeno, PCOS and infertility. Um, the president, Jess, and the vice president, Isabella, are probably the nicest people I've ever met. They are so giving of their time and knowledge and You know, I don't think I could have gone on this journey without them because they've taught me so much. And just having those people, it's kind of like the founders team. Like I started that so that people could surround themselves with like-minded people that get it. Having those people in your circle that understand what you're going through, it's why there's mums clubs and, you know, stuff like that. It's so important because it just makes you feel understood and heard. Like someone actually understands what I'm going through. As I said earlier, like my husband, he sees it happening, but I don't think he truly understands because he doesn't experience it himself. So yeah, finding some people, DM me as well. I'm more than happy to chat about Endo as well. But yeah, Quendo, they're amazing. It's completely volunteer run as well. Like they don't get paid anything. I do. They are amazing. 
That's amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. I'll link it in the show notes below for anybody that um, is wanting to find that too. And so I've only got a couple of questions left for you, Leanne. But first up, like where can people find you online? Like we haven't really spoken about the founders team today, but that's also <laughs> your business baby. Like please like give us a little bit of insight into where people can find you and also um, where people can find the founders team. Um, I am always on Instagram. So my Instagram handle is Leanne underscore Weber. Um, and then the founders team is that.founders.team on Instagram. We're on there a lot as well. Um, or the website, thefoundersteam.com.au. Yeah, but DM me on Instagram. I love chats on, on the DMs. <laughs> And um, Leanne also likes a dog meme or two. So please like slide up in her DMs with a dog reel or meme. She'll love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) And um, my final question for you is, is what is an epically small moment that you've experienced lately? It's the generosity and compassion of the people that I'm surrounded by. Um, Emily, who I mentioned earlier, she organised a meal calendar for me post-recovery. So basically what that means is that she reached out to people she knew that I'm close with and sent them like a calendar template and said, if you'd like to provide Leanne and Jake a meal, just pop your name in whatever date you'd prefer. So we got dropped off home-cooked meals and sent Uber vouchers for two and a half weeks post-surgery by some of our mem- some of my members that have become my close friends so not only just emily organizing it she also drove 2 hours to drop me off a meal <laughs> and then yeah the generosity of all the people that provided food and uber vouchers for us Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. If you love this conversation, please rate it, review it, or send it to somebody that may vibe with it. Or you can subscribe to stay up to date with the latest. I'll catch you next time.